you can't see it. When I was a kid, you could see it. You could almost eat it. It was so sick. It was disgusting. Well, I think that's a, that's a positive, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's much better now. So, yeah, it's, it, it's better to be a Californian now than it was. <laughs> I think one of the reasons I have allergies is because of smog that I I grew up in. Over here um, in the summer, um, there's such a lot of uh, dust in the air, and then you have all these children coming with allergies into the clinic. You you, you can just pinpoint them from far away. Okay, fine, this guy has got uh, allergic rhinitis or allergic urticaria, and it is due to the dust in the air. The, the dust is suspended in particles in the air. It's like you're breathing in the whole the whole desert. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> but nothing you can do about it. Just yeah. Make sure you have your inhaler with you. <laughs> and and a good supply of anti Yeah. And cough drops help too. Yes. So I I love uh, prescribing honey to the kids because um, that sort of helps them settle down. Hmm. Warm water with a bit of honey and a couple of drops of lemon, and it's like a natural uh, cough syrup or an antihistamine. It's very soothing. Yeah, soothing is better than ick. It tastes bad. <laughs> well, at least the cough syrups are much better now than when I was a kid. They used to horrible. They used to be awful. They were like drinking medicine straight. I mean, it was like uh, when I was a little girl, Mary Poppins was, well, actually, Mary Poppins was made the year I was born. And so when I was a little girl, and I saw because they always held once the movie was premiered, Disney held the movie for four or five years and then re-released it. So I saw it when I was five. So any time after I saw it, I would say, Mommy, don't you know that sugar helps the medicine go down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary Poppins said so, huh? Mm-hmm. And she was practically perfect in every way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, just imagine, I remember my grandmother in Austria, she used to give me a cough drops on a sugar cube. That's interesting. Oh, my mom... Otherwise, horribly bitter. My mom used to um, tell me to take the cough drop and put it in hot tea, and then it will be like a ventilator that will uh, help you with your allergy. And it does work. Oh, that would work, too. Because of the heat of it. That works too. Uh, the, the heat, the fumes. But the thing is, it has to be hot tea. You can't do it with cold tea. <laughs> it won't work but with cold it, tea. It wouldn't make it... Uh, cold tea wouldn't make sense. You know, it's the fumes, it's the, it's the steam that you need. Yeah. Actually, when I was little, I tried it with cold tea. And I went, this isn't working. My mom goes, of course it's not working. Why would it work? It's not hot. <laughs> it must have been terribly bitter. Uh, but um, 
But yeah, I love that movie. Do you remember it well? Yeah, well, <laughs> I saw it, I think, maybe 150 times or even more. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was pregnant with my son, I was on bed rest for a while, and my daughter was three, and we had the VCR and the TV in our room, so whatever, uh, I would ask her, come on, what, what would you like to watch today? Mary Poppins. Okay, she would uh, put the cassette herself into the VCR and we would be singing along to the songs and we knew the dialogues by heart and by the time my son was born I was very happy to shuttle the VCR out of my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I would like the new one with uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, that was really good. They did a good job. Mary yeah. Poppins Returns. And Dick Van Dyke was in it. Ah, it was so great to see him. He's still amazing. Yeah. He's in his 90s yeah. and he still can dance. <laughs> He's still around. I mean, I, I was really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. And that was all him. Nobody was doing it for him because I saw the behind the scenes and that was him dancing. <laughs> Yeah, well, nowadays the 90 years old are the new uh, 70s, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look at, yeah, his buddies are like Mel Brooks and, and Norman Lear, people like that, and they're all very active. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good good medical um, uh, support, I guess. Yeah, that helps. Newer, newer drugs, newer aid, newer health awareness makes a big difference also. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I also just think that they have to have some kind of gene in them to last that long, don't you think? I don't know. Uh, well, my mother's family uh, had a history of longevity and she died at 90 and a half. She was nearly 91. And she's quite active till the end, actually. She was traveling every year and um, moving around the house without her stick or anything. Um, I guess, uh, I guess, yeah, it could be genetic. But uh, I also believe that it's um, better health care, better health awareness, and on on the on the part of the physicians as well as patients. It does it does help. Yeah. If you look. Uh, 50, 50 years down uh, behind um, the um, mortality and morbidity was much dif uh, different than what it is nowadays. Yeah. It's interesting. We're, the world's Very. a little wacko, but yeah, health-wise <laughs> in that area, it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, they said that there's... Um, with, with the way the people are, <laughs> I won't say it. <laughs> You're recording. <laughs> but but it, there was a joke about uh, implants and Viagra. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, uh, see, uh, there's not much money in in the dementia drug, so they're not pushing it too much. But uh, they're pushing the implants and Viagra, so you'll have people with dementia not knowing what they're doing, but they will be 
having Viagra and uh, implants. Oh God! Now that's crazy. That's really nuts. <laughs> that reminds me of. Um, did you ever see uh, um, the exot uh, Marigold Exotic Hotel? Or I can't remember. I don't. That's not the right name. Oh yes. I I also don't remember the exact name, but uh, it was it was about this uh, hotel in India where they have all the oldies coming and staying over there. Yeah, yeah, with a magnificent cast. <laughs> yeah, they they actually had two movies. Yeah, I know. I I don't know why they do second movies sometimes. It it was I mean it had a really great cast, same cast mostly, except I don't want to give any spoilers, but um. They had to replace a couple of people, um, but I, I, it it just wasn't. There's was something magical about the first movie, and even though the same cast and the, it, it, all wonderful, it kind of lost that magic the second time. At least that's how I felt when I saw it. Sometimes I feel sequels are superfluous and then they're a bit forced. And they just made because the first one was very good, and they thought, well, let's make a second one. It's very rare that a sequel is as good as the first. Well, it's like Maggie Smith said, and she, you know how blunt she is. They asked her, mm. um, you know, how did you feel about the second uh, Miracle movie? And she goes, we all loved India, and we all wanted to go back, so it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the reason. They wanted to be together. They wanted to go back to India. That was why they did the movie. <laughs> Not good enough. Good enough reason. Yeah. I mean, that's all. They're, they got, they're all buddies with each other, so it makes sense. <laughs> well, they got a free, a free ticket to go there. They had free stay. They just had to act a little bit and come back. Hell, free ticket. They were paid to go there. I mean, what, what, uh, that's what I meant. The free ticket, free stay, paid to go there. They had to act a little bit, and they had fun. Yeah, and it was and labor was their friend. Yeah, that that's that's even better, you know, when you're working with your friends. You you re then it's not like work anymore. It's like having fun. Yeah. Uh, and I well, I love uh, Maggie and uh, Na um, and uh, Judy Dench. Bill Nye, all of them were just so super. Anyway, there's a scene with, I can't remember his name, he's passed away now, but he plays a strange little man who's in the movie. Um, and there's a scene with Viagra and him, and if you've ever seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's so funny. <laughs> especially, yep. especially the joke at the end when you find out about what really went on. Then it's even funnier. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um. Go ahead. Yeah, I said when we when I used to work in Pfizer, we were strictly told not to make any jokes about Viagra <laughs> on the pain of death. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I'm not um. I used to work in, uh, I worked in insurance for a while, and one of my jobs was pharmacy. And I wasn't thrilled with the supply part of it. 
I, it was so difficult to help people get the drugs they needed. I mean, I I was one of those customer service people who would work through lunch to try to make sure that somebody got the drug they needed. I would call everybody I had a call. But it it was hard. Yeah, well, um, it's 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 difficult. I mean, um, for me, I deal with insurance companies every day, and I'll write a very nice, precise, and concise uh, prescription. And then the pharmacist will call me back and say, "Doctor, you read these medications, but they're not covered by uh, the insurance. So, what do I do uh, uh, to get the patient to get that?" He said, "Well, why don't you add wheezing with cough?" I said, "The." Kid is not wheezing. So, well, if you add wheezing, then maybe the the medication will be uh, approved. Come on, I don't want to a- add wheezing when this child doesn't have any wheezing. It's so unethical. And yet, on the other hand, I think twice and see, well, the kid does need the medication. Now, what do I do? It's a catch twenty two situation, isn't it? Yeah. That's one of the reasons I left insurance. I didn't. I uh, I wasn't that thrilled with the industry. No, well, insurance is a very cutthroat industry. It's very profit oriented. On one hand, I actually the first company I worked for, no, the first company I worked for full time that I wasn't part time in, um, was a good one. It was a good company. It was very family oriented. They were very customer oriented. They cared. And then they got taken over by another company, which was actually a smaller company, but they ruined everything. They just destroyed all the good stuff that was that insurance company. And my dad said, because I knew, because he had been through um, where people took over, I forgot what the name of it is. Um, he'd been through it before, and he said, I, I told you, I knew this was going to happen. They they say they're going to keep it the way it was, and then they always transition to be like they are, and it's always bad. I think that happens everywhere when there's a takeover. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a, it's sad. It and and why I left was um, after I guess about a year. No, it happened with the second year. So it's about halfway through the second year that I left because it was just terrible. Um, I didn't like it anymore. It wasn't a, it wasn't a fun job anymore. So, I was a customer service rep. I wasn't really an insurance uh, rep. So I just went to another job, <laughs> another customer service job. <laughs> but I was yeah, well, I, I was the kind of person who cared. So they didn't like that. <laughs> the new insurance company. Yeah, well, when you are in, in in an insurance company, you have to have a hard heart, otherwise you won't be able to survive. You know. Yeah, the first one. It, it, there's so many things that they come for approval and all that. The times when you have to say no. The thing and, is, um, is that you could find a way to get the people what they need. You just have to find the right supervisor or manager to help you get it. I actually went all the way up to the vice president once to get this man some life-saving cancer medicine and she approved it. You just have to you, should, you just 
and see the thing was they were a cool company, the the first one, um, because you could it, they had open door policy, so you just knock on the door and you say hi, can I talk to you for a minute? And they would say yes or no. I come back if they couldn't. Uh, and she was really nice. She was one of those people. Who, she was she created our department. She knew everybody's name. I mean, she knew my name, and I was there for like three hours, and she knew who I was. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I mean, that shows that she cares. She was a really nice woman. Uh, um, while she was in charge of, we always felt safe as long as she was there. Um, when she uh, was forced out, um, that's when everything started changing. That's from the new company. Um, but well, when, when she well, was, we very very creative uh, reports, you know. <laughs> I mean, if a child is bronchitis and they're denying a nebulizer for the child, you have to write a really creative report to see that the child actually gets the nebulizer. Yeah. You know, it's really, and my boss always used to say, give Shirin the, uh, the report to write. She writes very creatively. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's why you write good books, right? Because you you had to be creative to make sure a child got what she needed or he needed. <laughs> well, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> You're welcome. But it's just it's just a crazy world. But Action. like you 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 wrote creative reports and I went and talked to, uh, through the chain to to get people what they needed. I mean, that's that's the way it is, you know, in order to help people. Isn't that sad that you have to go through all that? <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be that way. It should be, you know, that if... Well, on the other hand, there are people who do try to fleece the insurance companies, but not everyone is bad. No. And you, you, have, you have to see everything from the patient's point of view as well. Well, it was sort of easy to see when someone... I, I actually worked... Uh, for when I first started, I worked in the pharmacy department, and it was easy to see if somebody was trying to do something. This one, um, I got it was a woman who went to five different pharmacies for the same drug. We knew she was up to something bad, so that was handed over to the department that handles, you know, fraud and 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 you know other stuff that they could be doing um, but that stuff was easy especially it's like they went under their own name and they went to five different places and got the same drug within a week within the same week <laughs> uh, my cat could have figured that out well she's very smart <laughs> I mean doesn't she, uh, she she didn't think that there was a network where people would be actually um, connecting with each other and asking whether she actually needed the drugs or not? Well, I guess because she went directly to the pharmacy and the pharmacy just fulfilled it, uh, and then we would get it and we would go through the things to make sure that there's no irregularities. And that's why it was, a, it was we had, I was in a special department that just is checking uh, the uh, prescriptions and, uh, prescriptions against um, purchase, and that was our job. 
and that was from one of my first jobs in, in insurance that was a temporary job, which was Prudential, which no longer exists. Um, and it was really, it was, it was fascinating. It was actually fun um, because it was like, you were sort of like detectives. Like it was like, I've always been a mystery buff. So I was sort of like Miss Marple trying to figure out <laughs> what's going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I also uh, worked in an insurance company long, long time ago. I was the medical director over there. And I was the one who was supposed to supervise the rejections and the um, and and I didn't like that at all. I did, I didn't stay longer than a year over there. I said, "Nah, it's not for me." Yeah, you have to be compact. I can understand that. I can understand that. Our medical director was cool. She was just as nice as our vice president. She 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 was her job as far as she was concerned was to make sure everything was following regulations and that people got what they needed. That was what she felt her job was. And she did it. She was amazing. I love Prudential. They were together. You know. <laughs> that was a good insurance. Everybody works to make the customer happy, then the company would be happy as well as the customer. You can't just always see, um, keep it in your mind that this person is going to fleece you or this person is not going to be um, very honest. And when you, when you have that already in your mind and start dealing with the customers that way, it's going to be a, um, a fiasco. The funny thing is, was that I always believe I always bent over backwards to help the customer. I like I told you, I would work from through my lunch. I would do it. I, I would get there early in the morning to try to finish it up to make sure this person got what they needed. The outcome of that was not only did I get a lot of um, certificates, I got a whole bunch of certificates for customer best customer service. But I also got gifts. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, a lot of. I mean, I'm sure that people nope. who appreciated you. Nobody else in my department did, just me. Um, but in my section, I was a. It was a big department, different sections. Um, but in my section, I was the only one. I would get plants, and I would get flowers, uh, all kinds of stuff. And it was like, what did you do? I said, nothing. I did my job. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just did what I was supposed to do. Um, and exactly what the people want and they appreciate. Yeah. That, that's what, and it's really funny because I got all kinds, even from the insurance company I told you, the one I didn't like, uh, I got all kinds of certificates and I even got bonuses for, for um, letters from the customers t- saying how wonderful I am. Um, but that wasn't good enough for the second company. They they thought I was too nice. <laughs> well, you uh, they were losing money by your niceness, I guess. I guess. But um but they still I it was uh, the week I left, I quit. But the week I left, I I had had several arguments with my manager, and she was just she was so awful. 
And um, but the head of department, because of all my letters, gave me a, a customer service of the year, and I got like a hundred dollars. <laughs> so I left with a bonus. Well, that's nice. Isn't that funny? Well, at least you were appreciated in the end. Yeah, not by my boss, but by the boss's boss's boss boss. <laughs> like well, whatever. At least, at least you had a extra hundred dollars in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. That was. I was like, I, when he when I got the, I knew I was going to get the certificate, and I went to a luncheon. I knew about all that, but I didn't know we were getting money. <laughs> I was like, ooh, no, cool. Honestly, I hope you bought yourself something nice. Yeah, because I hadn't actually given my notice yet, so I was like, oh, I'm not unhappy. And then she did something that really pissed me off, and I just quit. I was going to give notice, but nope. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to ask you how your writing's going. Do you have any new projects you're working on? Well, uh, you know that I finished my trilogy, and uh, the third book was uh, published at the beginning of this year. And um, I am writing, and I actually am on the final edits of that one. It's called. Um, I haven't. I haven't got a proper uh, name for the book yet, but it's about the Indus Valley civilization. Ooh, that's Is interesting. Maybe you like that, but it's a sci-fi romance historical uh, book. Cool. It's about um, people going back into time, and you know, um, there's a glitch and something that ha was supposed to happen hadn't happened. So they go and help, you know, rectify that, and then they fall in love, and they move back and forth in time, and you know that sort of a thing and so I had to do a bit of uh, quite a bit of research, research uh, regarding the timeline the crops that are uh, that were available at the time the trade that they were doing at that time and the clothes the language there's very little known about the Indus Valley um, because um, the excavations that were done I, I've heard that only about 20 to 30 percent of the excavations have been done so far. 80 percent is still unexcavated. It's, it's, so there's a lot of information that it, can be, uh, you know, gleaned. It's interesting because if you think about, it's like the Valley of the Kings. They've been digging there for 100 years. Do you know that only 30 percent of the stuff that's there have they've gone through? They've excavated. Yeah. And that they've been doing it a hundred um, years. Well, they stopped ex excavating for a while because they uh, are lacking in funds, uh, which is really sad because it's such a rich culture. Yeah. I mean, the Indus Valley uh, culture was such that you know, uh, you know, they even had uh, um, uh, indoor plumbing and sewerage mm -hmm. lines and um, flush flushed toilets and. Um, uh, and this was 5,000 years ago. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. I think it's cool that you're using that as the background for your book. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that archaeology is one of my passions, right? 
I'll send it to you once it's finished. I'm I'm trying my best to be as authentic as possible. And um, um, I've been asking people who know about the wildlife and about the flora and the fauna of the time. So I've been sort of... Do you know that uh, in the Indus Valley, um, that's the first place on Earth that actually had chickens? The... Uh, wild uh, black and red fowl in the jungle sort of mated together and they created the chicken. I didn't know and, that. No, um, I did not know that. <laughs> and and the people in the Indus Valley, they sort of uh, tamed them and collected them. And they had a lot of traders coming in from Greece and from Egypt and um, uh, where else, from Sumeria and China. And this, they saw what they were doing and they um, you know, bought the chickens and the eggs and all that, and from there uh, these um, um, chickens and poultry, etc., sort of spread throughout the whole world. That's really cool. Can you imagine that? I mean, this this is this is what came up in my research. <laughs> that is so cool. What um I know what, um what started you what 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 what's the inspiration for doing it Did you read like a book or watch a documentary or what what made you want to do about the Indus Valley Well um my father's ancestors are from the Indus Valley Oh his ancestors are not exactly I mean, um, he is basically, uh, he said his family is uh, of Arab descent, but they lived in the Indus Valley, not at the time uh, of, um, you know, maybe 2000, 2500 years BC, but in the area. And um, uh, that area is called Sindh nowadays, where the Indus is. And um, they have a sort of a special shawl or cloth which they call an ajrak and that is a certain type of um, design block printing design on it that um, even today it is done with the same procedures and the same methods as they used to do uh, four to five thousand years ago exactly the same and it, the colors are so bright and so strong that it uh, that they hardly fade Wow. So that was that that was uh, very fascinating for me because somebody told me about that, and um, it's not so much nowadays, but in the olden days, in the ancient times, each family had their own design, so you could actually identify the people from the designs they were having. That is one of the cool things about the ancients. Um, that's that's like the tribes of Israel. You could tell by the clothes that they wore which tribe they were with. It, it, exactly. It's really cool that ancients did that. And it's much better than some of the things that are done today. Um, <laughs> much more logical. Um, but, um, I, yeah, I think that's one of the cool things. I can understand why it inspired you. Yeah, well, my own family um, have a history going back to 1500 years, not that far back. Maybe it is further back, but um, uh, we have a book in our home library, which is about our family. 
and we realized that um, that's my father's family and uh, we realized that there were a lot of kings and um, queens and legends and everything in the family so um, I don't know I don't know why I just started you know um, the the main town in the Indus Valley is called Mohanjadaro nowadays now Mohanjadaro is a um, it's a modern name maybe about a hundred years old it uh, was uh, given by the natives to the area where the excavations were happening um, and it means in the local language means the mound of the dead or the city of the dead and um, I then saw an Indian movie with the same name and they were trying to depict the old ancient uh, uh, cities in those days and I thought, and they were dancing around and talking about Monjadara and I thought to myself, are these people crazy? Why would they call a living city Mound of the Dead? Then, then I sort of started, you know, poking around and finding out what the actual name of this place was. Then you know, you called uh, uh, actual city Monjadara, will you? Yeah. So then I this make sense. Then I found out <laughs> that its name was Kukudarma which sort of um, emulates the sound of the chicken, kuku dharma. <laughs> and that's because, the, again, I told you that the chickens, uh, they originated from here and cockfighting uh, originated over here. So all the, all the traders and all the people who came, the visitors in that area, they came to this place because it was famous for its gambling and its cockfighting. So it was called them kuku dharma. Is it this which, which is, is it the city of the chickens? City of the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, uh, the, I think I think that uh, makes more sense than calling it the city of the dead. Oh yeah. Well, if it if they came up with uh, they did the breeding that brought us the chicken, I'm not gonna poo poo them. <laughs> I eat chicken <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Yeah, well, and the egg. They, uh, they, they. Um, I mean, if they brought us the chicken, we have eggs also, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness for that. Now, okay. if they left any kind of information about what came first, the chicken or the egg, then you would done your job in your lifetime to find that out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I the eternal dilemma, huh? <laughs> well, you know the joke. <laughs> yeah. Which came from chicken or the egg? Anyway, this is this is uh, what's going to be, and um, as I said, it's in the final edits. It might take another month or so till it's absolutely till I have a clean a clean document, so to say. Because um, uh, whenever I write about these areas, I also create a glossary, I create maps and things like that. So I have to uh, be certain that everything I do is actually matching with the chapters. And uh, do you um, do you put the map into the book? Yes, I do. The yeah, the first three books of mine they also have maps. Yeah, I, I love maps. I love maps and books. They're fun. Because um, 
uh, all three of my first three books in the trilogy, there's some sort of traveling happening somewhere or the other. And so I have put maps on the beginning to show the route what the people are going to take. That makes sense. Is it sort of like Indiana Jones where you, there's a little red dot where the people go? Well, uh, if it would be an animated book, I'm sure it would be there. <laughs> but uh, just like in my third book, the protagonists are traveling by plane, by bus, by car, by SUV, by um, sports car and all that. So on the whole, I, I made lines where they traveled and where they've traveled by bus, I made a little bus icon and where they traveled with the plane, I made a little plane icon, you know, sort of just just to correlate with the narrative. No, that makes sense. Um, so when is it coming out? Uh, which one? The latest, the one that isn't published uh, yet. <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm not sure. I have to uh, I have to first uh, get get it absolutely cleaned up. You know how it is—the last minute edits and all that. I try my best to see that there's there as as little errors as possible. But you never know; you can always miss out something or the other. That's true. And um, I think maybe another couple of months. Okay. Because I have my own, my day job also, you know. I have yeah, to eat. of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> writing. Um, do you have any uh, for the last book that came out and for your other books? Do you have any events coming up? Conventions, book fairs, signings? Um, actually, because of COVID, we never had any of those things. And um, I really don't know, um, but but I have um, given a set to the Emirates Literary Society, and let's see if they accept it. And it might might be exhibited in February over here, but I'm not exactly sure. And they have to first um, accept it, and then I will know. Okay. Uh, but um, I just try to. Um, market my book on, on social media or um, um, word of mouth. I ask people to write, uh, whoever's read the book, I ask them to be so kind and leave me a review on Goodreads or on Amazon. And um, I give free books to people who are, who are going to give me give me a, a nice a nice review. <laughs> well, you know the usual, the yeah. usual marketing gimmicks. Yeah, I know, I know. Been there, done that, bought the program. Um, <laughs> uh, what is your website? Uh, com. And how's the first word spelled? S-H-I-R-E-E-N-M-A-G-E-D-I-N. And uh, what social media are you on? What is your um, sign-in, well, your your ID name on the different social media that you're on? Well, my author page is Shirin Magadine, and my regular page is Shirin Kid Talk. Okay. Is that like TikTok? K-I-D-D-O-C. No, I mean, it, uh, are it, are you on TikTok and or Instagram or any of those? 
I'm supposed to be on Instagram with Shirin Magadine. What do you mean uh, you're supposed but, uh, to be? <laughs> <laughs> my my nieces made that for me. Uh, oh. uh, Instagram and TikTok, but um, as I said, you know, my day job keeps me a bit busy also. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I just want everybody to stay, be able to say hi to you. Are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Facebook is Shirin Marketing and Shirin Kid Talk. And, and uh, my my name Magadine is a tribute to my mother because that's her maiden name. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, we're coming to the end. Um, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Well, thank you so much. We've really had a nice long chat. We did. And I enjoy talking. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I I enjoy talking to you too. Thank you. And well then, good, good and night to, to me and good day to you. Okay. And thank you for chatting with Sherry. <laughs>